Welcome to This Week in Marvel, episode number 218. This is the final episode of 2015. I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, Vice President and Executive Editor Ryan Panagos, joined by... You're joined by a special episode of the Stramago Show, starring (laughs) Panagos and... I I can't come up with a funny name. See, we have like... You realize you, I was leading you into introducing yourself, not doing exactly what I had just done. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. This is Mark Strom, Marvel.com, editor extraordinaire. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Ben Morse, uh, my regular co-host, is out sick this week, um, and so he couldn't join us, so I enlisted Stromy, but not the Wolfman, because the Wolfman is on vacation this week. Well, I just got a text from the Wolfman, actually, this very second, saying, have fun podcasting, I will not be on it. <laughs> wow. That's a bold statement from uh, such a junior member of the team. <laughs> you know, where I am, I'd probably go, you know, I'm just hanging around watching horror movies. I could call into the podcast, and it would be great, and I would look I- really good in front of my bosses. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure he's not watching horror movies. Though I'm sure he's doing something like watching football or something. Football's <laughs> on on Tuesdays, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely okay. on, on Tuesdays. Um, so if you are a regular listener, you can already tell this is going to be a wacky, fun episode. If you're a new listener and somehow stumbled upon us on the last episode of the year, we we are, are so sorry that this is your first episode. <laughs> you know what? I'm really looking forward to this, Strami. Um We are going to talk about all the new comics out this week. Then give you a little lowdown on what's out uh, digitally and in collections. We're going to talk about news, although I don't know if there's been any news since I'm on vacation right now. Um, I, got, I got a little bit of news. Terrific, terrific. And then uh, we'll get to your questions and comments uh, with the holidays. It's a little bit less than normal, but uh, there are some, and I tasked our regular listeners to let us know what their favorite Marvel moments of 2015 were. So we've got some of those, and... And we've got two emails into our brand spanking new email address, which is, for those of you at home who want to email us, it's twimpodcast at marvel.com. That's T-W-I-M-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at marvel.com. And I was delighted and surprised to see those two emails. Strami, you get those emails, don't you? I only got one email. You only got one? You should have gotten two. There was one that came in um, today, and then one... Oh, yeah, came... okay, I see it now. Yeah, one that came in today, one that came in yesterday, uh, and we'll read those at the bottom of the show. Um, yeah, uh, and so we're going to dive right into new comics this week. And so, um, Strami, and I assume you do not listen to the portion of the podcast uh, that Ben and I normally do... Traditionally, we sit uh, across from each other and we have all the books and we divvy them up and he'll take some and I'll take some and we'll talk about them, Um, all the new comics out this week. Uh, But since we are recording this before the books come out and neither of us had access to said comics because we're – one, I was on vacation, still I'm on vacation, and um, you do not get the comics – 
we had to work off of PDFs. So uh, it's not my favorite way to read our books because uh, they're a little low res. You don't get to enjoy the beautiful art as well as uh, normally you would. Um, and double page spreads get wonky. Oh my gosh, the double page spread nightmares is just, it's the worst. But we deal with it. Um, so I put my big boy pants on. <laughs> well, well, good. Uh, Strami, you let me know what books you want to take. Otherwise, I'll just dive right in. All right, dive right in. What right. we got up first? Up first, we have all new Wolverine number three. Uh, which is by Tom writer Tom Taylor, art by David Lopez and David Navarot, and uh, colors by Nathan Fairbain. Um, the so this is what issue three. In the first two issues, we sort of established that Laura, who was X twenty three, is now uh, taking on the mantle of Wolverine because uh, Logan Wolverine he done died, and she wanted to uh, carry. Spoiler him. alert! Yeah, well, you know what. Sorry, it's been a while. And uh, she wanted to carry on his legacy and do, you know, do uh, all the heroing in his name. So she's, I wouldn't say mellowed a bit, but she's she's thinking a little bit broader in the way she approaches life. She's not she, as... She's a, she's a lot less kill-happy than the last <laughs> time I read a book starring X-23. And I would never... Like there, I wouldn't like call there's her... like one hundred percent less blood on her. Well, no, actually, there's a little bit of blood on her claws in this there's... one from Taskmaster, but the first page has blood on her claws. But right, uh... so not hundred percent less blood, but you know, right. So I, I wouldn't. I would never have called her kill happy. It was that she was conditioned and tortured essentially into being this almost mindless killing machine. So Wolverine did, uh, Logan did a great job of trying to bring her back from the brink uh, and, and putting her on this better path. And here we see that uh, despite all that she's been trying to do, she's got um, clones of herself. So cl- clones of a clone who uh, are seem to be looked at as abominations and have been uh, hunted. And who do they... Who do Alchemex go to hunt down these clones? Who do they hire? Taskmaster. I love Taskmaster. He, he's a master at tasks. <laughs> he sure is, Strami. Uh, so in the, the final pages of issue two, we saw him take down these clones. And then right here, it's uh, she is so angry. And there's a really good job by uh, the creators here, Tom Taylor and... Uh, <laughs> Uh, David Lopez and everybody to subtle things that Nathan Fairburn subtle things that establish her anger without being like I'm so angry. It's there's this one panel here of her standing there and subtle motion lines of her shaking in anger, and then there's one panel of her that is fully covered in red, and it's really really good, really really effective. Uh, they go on this fight, and the thing about Taskmaster is. He's he has he's like, great at tasks. He's not only is he great at tasks. He has these photographic reflexes. So if he saw you playing the flute really well, which you do, Strami, he would be able to play the flute just as well as you immediately, just like that. And uh, so he's like, "Hey, calm down. Anything, any way you fight me, I'm going to be able to take you down because I I see your fighting style. I'm that good." But he doesn't anticipate that she has uh, a foot claw, which is <laughs> so great. There's this real great sequence where she ends up beating the crap out of him. Uh, it's really, really good. 
then we get to really getting into the meat of it, learning a lot more about these clones, how they survived this little tussle with Taskmaster and those thugs. Uh, and it's just really great interactions, like Laura being the voice of reason and this protector character for these three other uh, young ladies. And it's it's just a terrific story. There's a big old chase scene. There's lots of great uh, motion effects and, like, it's a very kinetic story, uh, part because David Lopez, who is one of if my top three artists, uh, just such a master at all that. But by the end, we get to uh, see that Laura has a plan. Her plan is to go to a, a very important character in the Marvel Universe to try and get some help. And um, we'll see how that works out for her and the, uh, the other girls in the next issue. All right. You, previously, we talked about this, Strami, said you did not want to talk about Captain America White because you were saving all, all five issues to read at once. Is that correct? Right. Well, I mean, this series, it has been, um, there have been some delays. <laughs> yes. So I just wanted to make sure that when I started reading it, you know, there was not, I mean, I had every faith that it would actually complete, but, you know, I just, you know, I want to play it safe. Plus, I want to wait for the hardcover. Fair enough, but this is the final issue. It's done. It's we did it. I, by don't, we, don't I mean, tell me if don't tell me if Bucky dies. I don't want spoilers. Well, too late. Um, so this issue, written by Jeff Loeb and art by Tim Sale, colors by Dave Stewart, and always um, got a shout out to Comic Crafts Richard Starkings and John Rochelle for lettering and design because it really is a huge part of this book. Um, this issue is called "It's a Wonderful Life," and it wraps up. The, the story, which is, you know, set well before, I, I guess, a bit before the tragic events that befall Cap and Bucky. Uh, but they're in France. They're fighting the Red Skull. They're fighting, uh, well, Cap and Bucky are fighting Red Skull. Uh, the Howling Commandos, led by Nick Fury, are fighting Von Strucker. And uh, there's a circus troop. Uh, Strami, I'm... I, I'm sorry to say, because this is going to blow you uh, away, and it's going to spoil a little bit, but uh, Batroc's grandfather plays a, a big part in the story and shows up here. Batroc? Batroc the, Lib- the Liber. Uh, Batroc represents in here. It's really good. There's punching. There's um, Cap getting super-duper angry, which is not always uh, the norm, but it really makes sense here. There's some smooching and uh, it's a it's a damn beautiful book. Please never make those sounds again. <laughs> are you are you in the office? I am. Okay. Okay. But but don't worry, there's like three people here <laughs> as the parking lot can attest. So Right. Fair enough, fair enough. Um so Captain Margaret White finishes, uh, and it was, you know what? I will say it was definitely well worth the wait. How about that, Strami? I will probably agree with you when I finally read it all. Okay. Uh, you want to take Carnage? Yeah, I'll take Carnage, actually, because I really enjoyed this book. It was written by uh, Jerry Conway, of course, uh, uh, old, older fans may remember he is the creator of... Uh, Punisher, he killed Gwen Stacy. Uh, I always read Doug's stuff. I'm happy to see him 
back. Uh, Mike Perkins on art, Andy Troy on colors. I uh, now for readers, not readers, listeners. I don't keep up as much on all these books as Ryan and Ben do. So this was actually my first issue of Carnage, but I really dug the setup. It reminded me a lot, actually, of. Um, do you remember the? Uh, Jeff Parker, Steve Lieber series, The Underground, from maybe like six or seven years back. I do not. Is uh, was basic. This is basically the superhero version of that because it's that was all about these guys running through a cave trying to outrun these mercenaries or something like that. Only now you've got guys down in a cave outrunning a giant, uh, crazy symbiote that is very kill happy. Um, and you've got carnage fighting, uh, man wolf, John Jameson. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was very, I thought it was very well paced. Uh, Mike Perkins as always gorgeous on art. I really think it's a testament to his, uh, uh, his skill that he can make uh, was essentially 20 pages of people fighting in a cave look as gorgeous as he does, as gorgeous and engaging as he does. Uh, because, I, you know, normally you have like gorgeous backdrops or something to offset everything. Here you've got rocks and stalactites and some rocks and more rocks. So it doesn't give him much to uh, to play with, but he manages to still make it uh, incredibly gorgeous. Yeah, he does. Uh, now, I didn't read the book that you're talking about, but have you ever read the old Tomb of Dracula series? Yes. We did that on the Twim URC a couple months ago, and Ben pointed out that like the this is very similar to Oh, absolutely, yeah. That. And, and, and I agree 100%, and I, it makes me love this even more. But yeah, just just substitute uh, Carnage for Dracula, and it's, it's basically you know it's the team of people trying to hunt him down. Yeah, I love it. Uh, and anytime we can get Manwolf in like a big role in a book, I am super duper into it. Uh, and I like the sort of like the repeated teasing of uh, Eddie Brock and like the impending like terror that they're building out of unleashing toxin which is is super cool because you could just be like oh look eddie brock has a symbiote he's gonna go fight carnage it's gonna be an awesome fight but i think they do a really good job of not giving that away right away and not even in this issue i know well they're still building to it we'll see because we don't give away spoilers. Um, up next, we would be talking about Chewbacca, number five, by Jerry Duggan and Phil Noto, but apparently that wasn't in the PDF, uh, in the, the week's PDFs when I grabbed them for us before I left for vacation. So we ain't read that yet. All, all I have to say of that is... <laughs> that was actually not terrible. <laughs> That's the first time anybody's ever said that about any impersonation I've ever done. <laughs> oh, believe me. Uh, having spent much time with you in a, in a small room all those years in, in the first office in New York, I can tell I, I know. While, while I hear my Wookiee Christopher Walken. Oh, God. Sure. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, please stop that. Never do that again. Let's strike that from the record books. Uh, oh, dear Lord, that's awful. Astronomy, uh, did you get to see Star Wars The Force Awakens? I did. Did you enjoy it? I, I, I enjoyed the hell of it. It is highly enjoyable. That, that, that Poe Dameron, more like Poe Dameron, right? <laughs> yes, definitely. Uh, I think I would have to agree with that. We just, we saw it again. Uh, we saw it for the third time, my wife and I, with, uh, with our family down here in Louisiana. And, um, it was cool because it's like the third time I sort of picked up on a couple other things. I had read an article about, um, there's a scene, uh, where you hear some voices and it's, yeah. tied, it's tied to the force. And I, I could, you know, kind of hear it, but like I was really listening for some stuff and it was super cool. Yeah, and you hear the voice of. Uh, I don't know. Let's I not give I anything away. No, I, I won't. I won't. But it's cool the way they did the voice of the person because he's yes. no longer with us. Yeah, so yeah, they, yeah. But they managed to include him. And did you read about rat. what they did for that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Super cool. We're being very vague because just in case you haven't contributed to the over $1 billion that Star Wars has made, I don't want to be any part of the, the, the madness spoiling it for you. But uh, I do. I say definitely go out there and, and check it out because it's a good movie film. Uh, and today I started Greg Rucka's novel. Uh, he has a Star Wars – well, he has a couple of Star Wars books. But um, he has a, a Chewbacca and Han Solo novel that I started reading today, and it's real, real good. Um, I will have to check that out. I did not know that he had a book about that. Yeah, so he did Hello. He did the um, Shattered Empire Right, right. I knew uh, series that. for us, but he also did. Yeah, he did a Han and Chewie uh, novel. He also did uh, a series of three stories, each about one about Ray, one about Poe, and one about Finn, set just before the events of the Force Awakens. But I haven't read that one yet, and I believe it also has um, art, some like you know pictures uh, periodically spot, spot illustrations. Sure. Let's go with spot illustrations by Phil Noto, who also did spot illustrations in the Han and Chewie book. And it's awesome. It's just like, it's, it's everything you could hope for. Really, really cool. So I love, uh, I love, I love Ruckus prose. Yeah. You know, I've never really read anything else of his, oh, uh, his, his Atticus Kodiak series is one of my favorite novel series. Cool. I'll have so to give good. that a listen. All right. Um, up next, we've got Drax number. What is this? Number two. Two. Uh, yeah. This, this this book was fun as hell. <laughs> Written by uh, CM Punk and Cullen Bunn. Art by Scott Hepburn. Colors by Matt Mia. And um, yeah, as Strami has said, it is fun as hell. So at the end of issue one, uh, you know. Drax had, you know, broken off from the Guardian, is, is trying to do his own thing, he's a little bummed out. Uh, he goes into this bar, and up comes Terax the Tamer, uh, who, you know, is a heavyweight, a cosmic heavyweight. He's got an awesome axe, he's got a ridiculous costume, uh, he's got basically made of granite, and it was like, alright, we're gonna fight. And then the story takes a completely different turn in this issue, and I loved every second of it. Essentially, Terax is like, I don't want to fight anymore. I'm just going to drink a bit and like have some fun and make some friends. And life is just, you know, life I, is to be savored. I, 
I love that he because you know last time we saw Terex, well all, we, we saw Terex in Hickman's Avengers run, but it was an alternate universe Terex. Yep. Last last time we saw our Terex, he was killed by the Phoenix Force all the way back in the lead up to Avengers versus X Men, and now he's back and he's like had like a midlife crisis awakening where he's like, I have been given new life. What is the point of the fighting? Let's just enjoy the life. And I, I love like still hippie Terax. Yeah. He's, it's pretty terrific. Uh, so he and Drax just like, they're, ha- they're hanging out. They're trying to like be friends. And all the while the bartender at this place that they're at, uh, this awesome lady, I don't know if we, get her name oh aura she her name is aura she runs the bar that they're at and she's like uh listening in on their conversation sees that they're two big dudes who can probably throw down and maybe help out with something uh there's a really great sequence where she shows him like to the back of her place and she reveals yeah i'm kind of a bartender but i'm more of a mechanic and um you know i can help you out with your problem uh you know but there's a price and drax is like okay let's get to smooching and she's like you're just not right at all get away from me what i need is some help with some stuff that's gone missing so she's got um a whole situation on her planet. She needs some some help dealing with it. Drax gets to punching and grabbing and stabbing and fighting, uh, and there's some good old throwdown stuff. And uh, it, it gets Terax back in the mix. It's just it's a really fun, really like quickly paced story. Uh, and uh, you know I'm just digging the crap out of it. Like Terax is my breakout here. As much as I love Drax in this, I think Terax is stealing the show. Um, it's real, real good, especially by the end. We get Terex essentially crying and sad and ready to fight, and it's really awesome. What I need is a rhythm divine. I, I don't know what you're saying. Because you said what I need when when you said, or she said, no, what I need is this. I thought of the song. Okay, uh, before we get to Howling Commandos of S.H.I.E.L.D., which I'll let you tackle, Stromy, before we get to that, I do want to say, I believe, out this week is also Deadpool and Cable Split Second Number 1, which is a uh, print edition of the first two Deadpool and Cable Split Second Infinite comics. Uh, So if you didn't catch them when they were on the Marvel app, uh, you can read them now in print. It doesn't have quite the same effect because the Infinite Comics are awesome and they do some really cool stuff with transitions. But it's written by... The story is by Fabian DiCiesa and Riley Brown. Script by Fabian. Pencils by Riley. Inks by Riley Brown and Jay Lyston. And um, it's uh, colors by Jim Charlampetis. And it's great. It's also kind of cool because we've got Cable in Uncanny Avengers and right it's Uncanny Avengers he's in uh, showing yeah. up in that big story and we've got Deadpool doing his old his big thing but this kind of fits in nicely in between all that action I think uh, and I know that there's a question later on in the um, in the episode from somebody who asks you know how is Cable the way he is I think we may learn about that in here but um Suffice to say, no. Oh, is, is that is that not? For, I was going to ask about that too. Is that not from Spurrier's X Force run? Well, I I think I don't know that. Um, so there's some stuff of Cable in Uncanny Avengers, which is like there's there's a period where I think some stuff changed changed for Cable, 
and we gotcha. don't know all those things. So Psy, yes, Psy definitely established uh, a was, whole bunch of stuff for Cable. Was, was there maybe an eight-month gap? Something like an eight-month gap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this is super violent. It's super funny. Uh, it's tons of fun. I highly recommend you read the Infinite Comic or get the print comic, whichever tickles your fancy. But uh, Fabian and Riley doing Cable and Deadpool is like chocolate and peanut butter with uh, an iced mocha. It's really, really good. And chai tea. Ew. Oh, yeah, you don't drink coffee. Yeah. Well, also chai tea is redundant because... That that's just TT. But. Oh boy, Strami. Oh boy. All right, give us some Howling Commandos of Shield. Howling Commandos of Shield. This was issue three, correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. All right. Uh, written by Frank Barbary, Brett. Blah, 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 blah. Art by Brent Schoenover. 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 You 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 are better with these names than I am. Uh, color by the great Nick Filardi. Uh, this book features, to my surprise, the return of, or maybe he came back a couple of issues ago and I just didn't know it, uh, the Pharaoh from a, the, uh, the old Nova and New Warriors comics. Well, uh, yeah, the Sphinx, Ben and I were trying to figure out, cause it doesn't, Ben being like the foremost Nova and Sphinx uh, scholar out there, he doesn't believe it's the same character, but a new iteration of the character. Interesting. Yeah. Well, regardless, you've got that. You've got Hitmonkey riding on a zombie Jesper Sitwell um, and shooting people up, which I am so happy to see uh, uh, Hitmonkey back in the game. Uh, And Orgo was actually the guy who stole the show on this one for me. I don't know much about this Orgo guy, but uh, him flailing around, screaming away specters, Orgo does not believe in ghosts. They defy all logic. (laughs) Uh, When he's this giant, like weird, misshapen Kirby monster guy was, uh, was definitely the moment of the book for me. Um, yeah, and also I was thinking now that we have a Jesper or zombie Jesper Sitwell in the comics, we should get in touch with Max Hernandez and let him know about this development. See if we can't get a zombie Jesper Sitwell in the uh, MCU. Totally, I'd be one hundred percent behind that. Max Hernandez, of course, for those who don't know, played Jesper Sitwell in uh, in the the films. Uh, and he, well, spoiler for a two-year-old movie, uh, <laughs> met his demise in Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Marvel's Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Technically not part of the title, so I don't have to say it there. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, no, this book was, uh, we also had Teen Abomination, who I was not familiar with. But I love the fact that there's a teenage version of the Abomination. Where is he from? He is, he first appeared in um, the Iron Man series, the Tom Taylor's Iron Man series. Oh, the 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 evil Iron Man series. Yeah, what yeah. What's that thing called? I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, definitely tons of fun if you are into lots of crazy. Uh, uh, 
Marvel monster creature stuff, definitely check this out. Uh, also, I hear that Man-Thing is in this book, but he is not in this issue, so that alone is worth checking out the series for. Yes. Uh, Vampire by Night is also super cool. She's in the book. Uh, there's uh, these two... The, this one character who appeared right at the end of the first or the last couple issues and who has a big role in this one, she has really cool powers. I, I think... Um, I hope we get to see more of her and what she does. Also, big shout-out to Brent Schoonover. Uh, there's some really cool panels that he does. There's one of Orgo that I just adored. And it was it was a really simple thing, but it just it looked really is cool. It, is, it, is it the one where he's smiling? Yeah, right? How great was yeah. that? Yeah, I love Orgo. Yeah. Um, all right. We have uh, Marvel's Captain America Civil War Prelude, uh, which is really, this is uh, issue two. This uh, is adapted by Will Corona Pilgrim, art by Simon Kudransky, colors by Guru Effects. And this really uh, adapts the second half, or second two-thirds, kind of, of uh, Iron Man 3, um, as sort of positing it, as a prequel or prelude to the events of Civil War. So if you have not seen Iron Man 3, which I suggest you do, it's a good holiday time movie to watch. Um, it check is out- by Shane Black, after all. Yes, of course. Uh, check that out. And then we're going to have the prelude uh, part three is... Uh, I'm not even sure what's in part three. I, I think So I think parts one and two of the series adapt Iron Man 3, and parts three and four adapt uh, Captain America the Winter Soldier. Got it. Cool. Thank you, Strami. Um, do you have any uh, memories or recollections of stuff around Iron Man 3? Any set visit stuff or little bits and pieces? No. Well, we didn't get to do it. I do remember that we didn't get to do a set visit for this because it came... Uh, uh, around when uh, Robert Downey Jr., remember, had his, uh, he injured his ankle doing a stunt or the uh, like. Ah, yeah, yeah. So our stuff for that was sadly done away with. Um, they did take us out to a very uh, snazzy hotel out in Santa Monica to do a little mini uh, junket thing to make up for it, though, and they had very good food. <laughs> good food is always something to be remembered. Yep. Um... What else? All right, so then I think our last book of the week is uh, Squadron Supreme number two. Uh, so, yeah, Squadron Supreme number What I need is a Squadron Supreme. Man, <laughs> your singing is really, like, taken off. Someone needs to, to sign you to a recording contract. Someone needs to sign me to a contract. <laughs> All right. So uh, this is written by James Robinson, art by Leonard Kirk, Paul Neary, and Frank Martin. Uh, so the first issue, uh, and I will spoil it a little bit, uh, the squadron killed Namor. Straight up. He did. Beheaded him. Uh, he did. And it's funny because you watched Tanahisi Coates on Twitter, a lot of fans asking, like, will we see Black Panther interacting with Namor? And uh, he's constantly been, like, dancing around the issue uh, because he couldn't talk about where Namor was or what's going on. Uh, But now that's out of the bag. Uh, So we see the squadron sort of, like, in that first issue, really making their stamp on things and, and 
saying, you know, like, we're here, we ain't going to take no guff, this dude is a bad dude, we're getting him, and we're doing more. Uh, so in this, we get to see uh, one of the horse aliens from, I think they're from Power Pack. Am I right? Yes. Yeah, uh, I think they're called Chimelians. Um That sounds right. Yeah. Uh, it's it's like, yeah, these alien, yeah, he's a Chimelian, uh, and so... A lot of this is uh, Nighthawk um, going and like investigating s- this situation, and he finds out that he, he runs up against a Chimelian, who is the horse alien. But also, he finds out that there uh, there's elements of Skrull, Kree, and Badoon, as well as the Chimelian, all coming together, and that is a weird situation. So he's a little bit confused about that. Um, the same time we get to see little interludes of the other squadron members and sort of like where they are in their their lives and how they perceive being on this new earth because they're all from different places uh, they're all from different earths that were lost uh their universes their earths lost um prior to the events of secret wars so it's cool we get to see hyperion just being like uh like regular dude on, in the world, we could see Power Princess um, uh, in a really sort of interesting situation because of she may not be as um, clean as we think she would be. Uh, did you know the mystic character who popped up in her story? I did in the first story. No, in in um, in Power Princess's story, yeah. I, I did not. Yeah, I, I'm not super familiar with this character either. But uh, he has. Is, I, I assume I assumed he is new. Is he not new? I feel like the name is familiar to me. Uh, had we been here, he would tell us like all his appearances and and know everything. Um, had we been here, we are here. Uh, oh. <laughs> Uh, but it's cool. I, I like this team. I like. There's an interesting dynamic, and I think, I think there's a big chance it'll all blow up in their faces. But seeing them try to keep it together is pretty neat. And then by the end, uh, next issue it looks like we may see Squadron versus Uncanny Avengers, which is going to be a good throwdown. And uh, yeah, I, I like this issue because James Robinson, to me, he's always excelled at the little uh, character moments, the little character beats and interactions. And this uh, this issue was basically all that, with the exception of um, Nighthawk or um, Nighthawk. Yeah, yeah, Nighthawk duking it out with horse face dude. Uh, there wasn't very much action. It was all about character and just seeing everyone's different reactions to uh, the new world. And uh, I don't know. I really dug it. Yeah. And Laird Kirk is, is great at oh those quiet moments, too. I've been a huge fan of his since he did uh, since way, way back in the day when he was uh, the artist on Peter David's run on a character for the Distinguished Competition. Well, I will say Leonard Kirk is kind of perfect on everything. I don't think there's anything he can't do. Yes. So good. Um, all right, that's it for the books out this week. Strami, what would be your twim of the week? Uh, well, had I read Captain America White, I'm sure that would probably would have been my twim of the week. But since I didn't, I will go with, I don't know, Drax. Drax was... Yeah, a lot of fun and put. Uh, uh, I, I just dug it because I was not expecting it at all. I opened it up and 
it opens up with Drax facing off with Terax, and then on page two, it's like, oh, no, I'm Hippie Terax. <laughs> and then from there, I'm like, okay, I don't know where this is going, but I like it. Yeah, totally. Uh, Drax would have been uh, a pick of mine. I think I'm going to go with all-new Wolverine number three. I really I just I dug the crap out of that, that story and really digging that series a lot. Um, but yeah, Captain America White gets super honorable mention for being just fantastic and wrapping up for, for coming out. Yes. For coming out. We, we applaud it for coming out. Um, all right. So we've got to look at also what trades are out this week. Collections on sale. We've got ghost racers, uh, hell Hydra, Marvel universe, ultimate Spider-Man web warriors, volume three trade paperback digest, planet Hulk war zones, Superior Iron Man Volume One Infamous Trade Paperback. Superior Iron Man, that was the name of the book. Yes. Yes. That staring me right in the face. Um which is really good. You should check it out if you have not already. Uh Teen Abomination is, is a big part of that. Um X Men Age of Apocalypse Volume Three Omega Trade Paperback and Jessica Jones Alias Volume Four. So I think that covers all... I, I, yeah, I got to change my twin of the week. It's it's gone to X-Men Age of Apocalypse Volume 3. <laughs> you can't. That's not how this works. Oh, damn it. Uh, yes, the Age of Apocalypse collection. I'm not sure which one it is. It's Volume 3, and those books are gigantic. So, Well, uh, this is, Volume 3 is the of the newer collections. It's the last one, so it, it collects the last third of the, the storyline. Got it. Cool. Uh, also digitally the books that we talked about but also we have Marvel Universe Avengers Infinite Comic number one uh, so check that out we're doing lots more Infinite Comics all of those available on the Marvel app Strombi you want to tell us what's also on sale on the Marvel app this week sure thing we got Age of Apocalypse The Chosen number one once again somewhere Age of Apocalypse love uh, we've got Amazing Spider-Man 276 to 292 and 295 to 307 uh, Ghost Rider uh, from this looks like the 19th so the original series issue number 35 Star Wars Knight Errant 1 through 5 Star Wars Knight Errant Deluge 1 through 5 Star Wars Knight Errant Escape 1 through 5 Star Wars Lost Tribes of the Sith Spiral 1 through 5 Star Wars Rebel Heist 1 through 4 Star Wars Starfighter Crossbones 1 through 3 Star Wars Union 1 through 4 Star Wars Vader's Quest 1 through 4 Star Wars X-Wing, Rogue Leader, 1 through 3. Star Wars, X-Men, Blind... No, wait, that's not right. <laughs> X-Men, Blind Science, number 1. I hope now, anytime uh, one of our listeners sees the word Star Wars, they, they hear you say, Star Wars! In that, that very exaggerated way. It would be really good and horrible for them. Um, digital collections on sale this week. We've got Ghost Racers, Hail Hydra, Marvel Universe Ultimate Spider-Man, Web Warriors, Volume 3, Planet Hulk, War Zones, Silver Surfer, Volume 3, Last Days, X-Men. Check that out. It's real good, yeah. Uh, X-Men Age of Apocalypse, Volume 3, Omega, Gorilla Man Collection. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, Wolverine and Jubilee, Curse of the Mutants. Wolverine, Hercules, Myths, Monsters, and Mutants, which I believe is a Frank Thierry joint. Yeah, I was, I was about to say, our buddy Frank Thierry. Yep, so definitely go check that out. Uh, X-Men vs. Avengers, uh, which is the, what is that, the 80s series? Yeah, 80s. 
full? No, later than 84. Late 80s? Yeah. Interesting. The Chris Chris Claremont, uh, Chris Claremont wrote that, right? No, maybe Roger Stern did. One of the two. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's a classic one. Uh, Extreme X-Men Volume 1, Xavier Must Die. And that is the early aughts series, I believe. No. No? Really? Extreme X-Men Volume 1, Xavier Must Die. I'm looking this up now. I'm curious. (laughs) Extreme X-Men Volume 1, Xavier While you're looking that up silently, uh, we also have Young X-Men Volume 1, Final Genesis, which is a cool series by Mark Guggenheim. And yeah, I want to say Yannick Paquette, but I could be wrong. Anyway, that's a cool series. Yeah, Yannick Paquette did do the art on that. Yeah, had some cool uh, characters. And Extreme X-Men Volume 1, Xavier Must Die, is not the early aughts Claremont LaRocca book. It is the uh, Greg Pak book that came out maybe oh. five five years ago. Gotcha. That was really good too. That was like yeah. the, they were, yeah, reality warped stuff. Yeah, it, it was kind of like, if you remember the old Exile series, it was kind of a different iteration of that. Yeah. And it had, uh, I think, a gay Wolverine in it. Yes, it did. With gold claws, I think. I don't remember the gold claws. Maybe I definitely I'm just... remember the gay Wolverine. Yeah, anyway, yeah, it was awesome. There's a lot of cool stuff in that series. Definitely check that out. Um, all right. Also, this week, tons of books on Marvel Unlimited. So you got A Force number two, Amazing Spider Man 19.1, Black Widow number 19, Darth Vader number seven, Future Imperfect number two, Giant Size Little Marvel AVX number two, Groot number two, Guardians Team Up number seven, Hail Hydra number one, Inhumans. Hail Hydra. Inhumans Adeline Rising, number three, Master of Kung Fu, number three, Planet Hulk, number two, Princess Leia, number five, Red Skull, number one, Secret Wars, number four, Secret Wars Journal, number three, Silver Surfer, number 13, Punisher, number 19, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, number seven, Ultimate N, (laughs) Ultimate N, number three, Extinction Agenda, number two, and Years of Future Past, number two. So for those of you who did not we're not able to catch up on every single Secret Wars book as they were coming out. They are hitting Marvel Unlimited, and it's pretty amazing. Um, it's just all those books, and you can catch up on lots of Secret Wars stuff. Pretty, pretty great. Secret Wars. Yes. Um, so I think it's time for the news. And now, from Marvel Headquarters, it's this week. Strami, give us the news. All right. Well, we've got um, uh, we we debuted the first look at Bandit Cumberbatch's Doctor Strange this week. Yeah, we did. Yeah, he looks pretty pretty rad. We also debuted some concept art that shows off uh, Doctor Strange's uh, the Sanctum Sanctorum, uh, which fans will recognize. We basically went all out and just recreated the comic in real life. It's very awesome. Right up to that weird window with the weird symbol in it, which I loved so much. Um, so we did that. We also debuted the first, uh, is this the first image? I think this is the first image from Marvel's Daredevil season two. I believe which so. Fe- which features uh, a shot of John Bernthal as Frank Castle and well, Charlie Cox as Daredevil, uh, 
and he's all tied up. It's very reminiscent to me of uh, uh, that Garth Ennis, Steve Dillon, Punisher story, if you remember. This is like one of the first issues of their Marvel Knight series where Punisher is staying over him. He's got Daredevil chained up uh, to the, the chimney or whatever. Very reminiscent of that. And, uh, yeah, you can check all that out. Uh, I know they're on EW.com right now, uh, and they will be on Marvel.com shortly as well. Yeah. But it is a holiday week, so it's pretty light on other news. So uh, we'll be kicking back in the gear real soon uh, next week, I guess, with, uh, with the new year and lots more to come. Uh, next year is going to be big. Captain America's 75th anniversary, Black Panther's 50th anniversary. I think there are more anniversaries that that we could shake a stick at. It's going to be great. Well, yeah, what came on 1966? I don't know. Mary Jane? Is it Mary Jane's 50th anniversary? I don't know. We'll have to look it up. Uh, She's looking good for 50. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Normally, this point in the show, we would go over to Stromy and the Wolfman show, but there's no Wolfman, and Stromy's already here, so we're going to forego that. Anything else you need to add, Stromy? I, I feel like we should have a name for our show, because we have the Stromy and the Wolfman show, and when it's just Patrick, it's What Up Wolfman, and when it's just me, it's Strumming with Stromy. So, <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I feel like we need a the Agent Stromy show. Yeah, but then it just it just removes me from the equation. It, it's the agent Strami. Uh, how about uh, this week in Marvel Coast to Coast? You're not getting the point of this. No, I know. You're not. You're not understanding this. Well, that's that's too bad. Uh, but it is time for questions and comments. All right, so uh, we're going to get right into it. Strom, you want to read the first bunch of questions from uh, Agent Coulson there? Or 30% Agent Coulson? Uh, 30% Agent Coulson. Uh, it says, I'm flared by don't have that much money, the asterisk. Oh, means what's wanted super badly this week in Marvel. And so, LOL. Uh, that, uh, that comment is referring to previous episode. Uh, Marvel-tastic there had uh, showed, sent a list of all of the comics that they want, and it was pretty huge. Or it, we weren't sure if it was what they had, what they wanted, but uh, so there we are. That, that answers that. And he says, hello, my family has gotten used to the times I jump up and dance to the This Week in Marvel theme song, mostly. Uh, Strummy, uh, have you heard our theme song? Are you familiar? I, I have. I have. Uh, I have not. I, I mean, I, I dance to lots of things. I have not danced to this yet. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know Jimmy and Chantel, uh, our friends, and Jimmy created the theme song to the show. Uh, they're in New Zealand right now. Partying crazy. They went for a whole month to New Zealand. How wild is that? Just, just for fun? Yeah, because they could, and they loved it so much over there. They, they actually went for a week earlier this year. I had dinner with them uh, last time I was in, in L.A., and, it, yeah, they were telling me, like, they were just going for a month, so I'm, like, following all their adventures on Instagram and Twitter. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I love those guys. Yeah, they're terrific. 
Uh, Agent Twim, Tyler Short, says, Huckling and Wiccan are the cutest teen couple in all of Marvel. Uh, yeah, I can't think of anyone cuter. Can you? Me, myself, and I. <laughs> Uh, and uh, Twin Fan has a picture from Children's Crusade number eight, uh, and he said the Beyonder could basically do anything except revive death. Um, hmm. Hmm. Whatever happened to that Beyonder? Which beyond the Beyonder from? Like the like the Secret War, the original Secret Wars time period. Uh, he. I don't know. I never made it to the end of Secret Wars 2. <laughs> oh, poor Secret Wars 2. <laughs> um, no, but didn't, didn't he also appear in um, uh, in uh, that New Avengers Illuminati series that Bendis and... Uh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we talked about that Jim a while. Jim Chung and Brian... Uh, Reed, Brian Reed did. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that a while ago. I can't, but I, I still don't think it like put a definitive like cap on what happened to him, if I recall correctly. Well, Maybe he's he, just he was just hanging out. Like, he, he's still he's still walking the universe in his bell bottom pants. Uh, glorious. Uh, Anthony Palmieri <laughs> says, "Just read Uncanny Avengers numbers two and three. So happy to see Cable post Secret Wars. Will he be part of this Avengers team?" Uh, Anthony, you'll have to keep reading Uncanny Avengers for the answer to that. But yes, we. I think definitively, I can say I want to see more Cable, as I'm sure any right-minded person does. And then Anthony says, also, did I miss something? What is this artificial intelligence named Bell on Cable's arm? Should I know what she is? Uh, um, see, that's what I was talking about earlier, Strami. I don't remember Bell as part of Sai's story. Gotcha. But but like the fact that he has no techno-organic... Right, so that was all sort of discussed within the that X-Force series, yes. Uh, okay. And Anthony's uh, third point about Cable said, Cable get back to his telekinesis. I thought I had read all of him pre-Secret Wars, or has that not been revealed yet? So yeah, in Uncanny Avengers, yeah, it, there's there's some mystery to Cable. Uh, but also, you got to remember, Cable is like time travel Cable, so he both can, you know, time travel for long periods of time, but also not age, because he's already an older man. He's a mystery. He's a wonderful mystery character. Uh, so I believe, I imagine, we'll get to see more of Cable's story as the Uncanny Avengers unfolds. But, Anthony, I'm with you 100%. We need more of Cable. Strom, you want to take the next one? Uh, yes. What we got? Uh... Chris Alexander says, Honorable mentioned the Mighty Thor 2, loving the art in that book, and Twins of the Week equal all new and uncanny inhumans. Two great stories, beautiful art in both. Read them twice. Yes, so, yeah, good shout-outs to the art. Russell Dodderman on Mighty Thor is ridiculous. Like, we, I should really catch up on that series. Uh, I'm, still, I'm, I'm still back in, like, Thor, God of Thunder, that's the Wade Somni or um, Layman Somni? No, no, lang- language Somni. No, no, language. I'm talking about I'm talking about Jason Aaron's first. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Or Mighty Thor, I guess, or what? No, 
Thor God thing. Yeah, it's called Thor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots I'm, of, I'm behind. A lot, lot of Thors. All right, that's fair. Uh, but yes, Russell Dodderman, really great. Uh, all new Avengers. Yeah, you've got amazing art. A uh, couple people on that book and Uncanny Avengers. You've got Ryan Stegman. I mean, it's it's pretty good. Gunhild Skjold says, after watching The Force Awakens, I really need to catch up on the Marvel Star Wars comics. Uh, couldn't agree with you more, Gunhild. Uh, they are great. Those are actually books that I do keep up with. They're really, really good. Um, and I, I know we have the C-3PO book coming soon. Which, yes, in February, I think. Yeah, I'm very interested to learn about because that, that I believe will explain a bit of the, the Red Arm for and, 3PO. And most importantly, it also reunites James Robinson and Tony Harris. Ooh, that, that's awesome. Yeah. Classic team. Uh, HWView says uh, one of his picks was All New X-Men number two. Jeff Lemire and Mark Bagley are great, and pickles with pizza are a great combo. Wait, isn't that hopeless on All New X-Men? Not Jeff I Lemire? I believe so. So yes. uh, that's five twin points to you, Strami, for getting that right. Hey. <laughs> uh, pickles and pizza. Strami, how do you feel about that? Nope. Okay. Uh, Haywood says, Merry Christmas. Thank you for giving the year-long present known as This Week in Marvel. Aw. Thank you, Haywood. Appreciate that. And Haywood says, since we had Ricky Purden filling in for Ben, uh, is an Agent M and the Wolfman show coming soon? Totally snubbing you, Strami. How do you feel? Wow, yeah. That? No, you don't. You know what? I don't I I'm not I'm not a fan of you, Haywood. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not I'm not a fan. What what you're gonna do will make this up to me. Yeah, that's that's a deep cut uh that you may not heal from. Uh Haywood finally says my last pick for twenty fifteen is Amazing Spider Man number five. Dan Slot closes the first arc strong with seeds for the future. Well said, well said. How many issues of Spider-Man has Dan Slott written at this point? That's a great question. It's He may have the most Spider-Man issues written. Actually, at well, this point. yeah, maybe. I mean, it, it's going to be up there, but... Well, I mean, Jerry, Jerry Conway yeah. did write quite well, but he, but he did a lot on Amazing Spider-Man, but they did a lot also on Web of Spider-Man and Spectacular Spider-Man. Uh, I'm trying to think who else would have done. David McLeany did a lot, but not as much as J.M. DeMatteis. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Dan, Dan Slott may take the may take the record. Yeah, it, if not, probably not yet, but definitely uh, he's he's on path to keep doing it if he wants to. Be interesting. Uh, Jim Radloff says it took me way too long to notice Zaro's shirt says Trouble in the Chewbacca series. Now I don't I don't remember. I don't, I don't understand that reference. Yeah, I don't get the reference. Maybe I'm just missing something. Jim, tweet us again. Let us know why we're uh, what we're missing on that one. Because um, I just don't know. Kyle Charles says, you got to feel sorry for Slapstick in Deadpool, but also a little unsettled by him. I would say a lot unsettled by him. Uh, Wait, Slapstick isn't like the yeah. Slapstick? Strami, you need to read the comic books that we put out. Hey, you know what? I gotta keep up with like seventy-two TV shows that we do. Okay, so I totally understand. Um, but yeah, slapstick is in it. Uh, Terror Inc. Uh, Solo. 
Uh, what Terror Inc. is in? Someone better call up uh, Will Corona Pilgrim. Yeah, totally. Uh, Terror Inc. is in there, and um, uh, Madcap. And Solo, Solo, whose name never made sense to me. It doesn't matter. Just let it happen. He's L the 90s. Yeah. Uh, it's a really good book. Really, really good. Uh, Kyle says, personally, I think Amazing Spider-Man keeps getting better and better with each issue. Loving Mockingbird's new wings. Yeah, so uh, Mockingbird has this cool costume, and she's got these like special wings that uh, Spidey put in the costume. It's pretty great. Uh, it would be cool to see that put into the TV show, but hey, we'll see. Uh, the inter- well, if only I knew someone that I could put that bug in the air. Yeah, maybe if you had a conversation with someone, that would be cool. Uh Kyle says, the interaction between Ant-Man and Spider-Man made a weird liquid-like substance come out of my eye. Them feels. Oh. He says, Squadron Supreme... You should should get that checked out if you've got a weird liquid coming out of your eyes, bro. Uh, Comedy from Stromy. Uh, Kyle says, Squadron Supreme, what the heck? That's an accurate uh, reaction to that first issue and the Namor business in there. And finally, Kyle says, I have no idea what's going on in Weird World, but I like it. Tell me you're reading Weird World, Stromy. That seems right up your alley. Uh, Fair enough. You uh, know what? Sam, Sam Humphreys, I, I have an excuse for not reading this because Sam Humphreys went to my rival high school in Minnesota. <laughs> so I just, I, I can't. I, Sam is, he's, once I land, I'm like, Sam, I love your Ryan, but you're dead to me. That's totally understandable because you're not a grown man who's been out of high school for a long time. Uh, Penelope Cat says, Twim of the Week is Patsy Walker Hellcat. Not only did I love it, my wife says it may be her new favorite Marvel comic. That was my pick of last week as well. Me and Penelope and Penelope Cat and his wife are all on the same page. Uh, Randy- Plus he's got Cat in his name. Yeah, and I love that. Uh, Randy Cruz uh, says, heard this week a Marvel podcast with Kristen Ritter and didn't even know she was in Breaking Bad, and he saw every episode. I have not – I think my wife and I watched the first season of Breaking Bad. We haven't – we didn't watch anything else. She's in She's in the second. She's uh, – yeah, she's in the second half of the second season. Got it. Uh, pretty cool. But um, shout out to Randy J. Cruz on Twitter. I was on his podcast, Cruise Control. Uh, he and I talked all about 2015, looked at 2016. There's a little background about me. So if you uh, feel like hearing me talk about myself even more, then uh, check out Cruise Control, uh, the podcast. You can find it on iTunes and all that places or at Randy J. Cruz on the Twitter. Strom, you want to take the tweets from Raph? Sure. And I was also going to say, if you want to hear me talk more about myself, I am single, ladies. <laughs> um, uh, at Raph, AB, uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Now, that's that's a lie. We, we, we love you, Raph. Um, says, Charles Dance will be in the next Ghostbuster movies. That's quite a scoop at Blake Garris. Is Charles Dance like one of those celebrities that Blake knows or something? Yeah, so he um, he came by the Marvel office. He was talking about um, a new show. I, I think it's on ABC Family, I think, or Sci-Fi. I can't remember. But um, he was in Game of Thrones. He played um, Tywin Lannister. Oh, is he on uh, The Expanse or something like that? Maybe. 
Okay. Sure. But he was also, as Blake and I were more excited about, he was in Last Action Hero, which is just <laughs> one of my favorite movies. And, uh, yeah. But apparently in the, in the podcast, they talk about Charles Dance being in Next Ghostbusters, which is super cool. Very nice. Uh, Deadpool versus Boba Fett in a special Epic Rep Battles of History at Crackshot, who is a, a Star Wars editor, Jordan D. White. And also, does, does Jordan still edit Deadpool? Uh, it comes out of his office, yeah. He and Heather Antos together. Okay, great. Uh, at Crackshot must be over the moon. Um, I don't know. Did he? Did you know if he saw it? I'm not sure if he's, if he's seen it. I like Epic Rep Battles of History. They do some really fun stuff, but I haven't seen this one either. Yeah, uh, I don't really understand what happened at the end of Ultimate End, especially how it inserts in Secret Wars. Uh, I have not actually read the last issue of Ultimate End yet. I've read the first four, though. Um, so th- the end of Ultimate End sort of sees the Ultimate Heroes and the Marvel Universe heroes coming together to be part of the final battle of Secret Wars. And then the very end uh, is post-Secret Wars. So... Mm. I think it'll make a it'll fully come together once you see it all. All right, uh, and then we say, uh, Raph "Can says, you guys?" Ref says, uh, "Can you get try guys try to get Agent Carter on the French iTunes?" Interesting. I didn't know it was not there. I will check with uh, uh, Raj Kalra, who is our fine fellow over here, who deals with all that type of digital distribution stuff and see what's going on with that. Um, I wonder for how long at Dan Slot wanted to include the agents of shield in a comic book, uh, knowing Dan probably a while did the like agents from the TV series show up in Dan's Spider-Man. Look at the next tweet. Oh, the design for agent May's costume. Amazing Spider-Man was a nice change. Well then that's, Oh, is that the uh, image down there? Yeah, so that that image is from uh, Amazing Spider-Man. The costume, I think that's... I'm not sure if uh, Giuseppe Kamakuli designed May's look, or that's based off of what her costume will look like in the new Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. series. Uh, but she's got this totally cool uh, outfit on, and Coulson is in there, and you have Bobby Morse, and yeah, it's, it was pretty cool. Very cool. Got an email from Marvel saying, use the force, Raph. I did. Now I have one free month on Marvel Unlimited. Very wise decision. Uh, now that This Week in Marvel has an email address, we could do a lot of nice stuff. And I assume by that they mean send, like, strami stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, 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 will, I will take all your bribes. <laughs> no, he won't. Um, but uh, <laughs> we do have an email from Raph that we'll get to by the end of the show. Scott McElroy, Dr. Spidey, says, Great idea, Marvel, putting an additional reading section on the letters page of Ultimates number 2. I agree. Uh, so the additional reading there was to check out some... Um, uh, Galactus, some Galactus stuff that was in Thor, uh, classically in Kirby Tale. Oh, and yeah, then, that's a good idea. Yeah, uh, stuff that you know to wake the Mangog collection and all that's available on Marvel Unlimited. But yeah, really, really smart stuff. Um, good job to the editorial team. Uh, Simon Williams says. Uh, my twim of the week is Spider Woman number two. Jessica Drew kicking butt for two. This is true. Really, really. Because she's pregnant. She's prego. Simon also Got says. A bun in that oven. <laughs> Simon says. Uh, she's going to be a mom. 
Okay. We got it. Uh, I wonder if you get maternity leave when you're a superhero. She's she. If you were reading the book, you'd sort of get a sense of all that. She's going to have a baby. Okay, Strami. Simon continues. He says, congrats on the promotions, Ben and Ryan. Thank you very much, Simon. He says, between Agent M's uh, accents and Italian Tucker, I'm surprised Marl has any fans in Europe. So uh, I do a really good uh, accent when I need to. Uh, I don't really know what accent I would do right now. But uh, Italian, uh, Italian I, I will do was, an impersonation. I will do an impersonation of John Cirilli. Oh, Italian Strami is far worse than Italian Tucker. Hey, it's the place you make the ball. So um, that's the offensive section of this episode. I uh, hope you guys all enjoyed that. Uh, hey, who who wants to hear my Italian Christopher Walken? You always go to Christopher Walken. It's it's. Strange and uh, kind of hypnotizing. Uh, Simon wraps up and says, In a few months, it'll be Black Panther's 50th anniversary. Do you know of any plans Marvel has to celebrate this? Um, Yeah, we're not really into anniversaries. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know anything specific, but I'm pretty, very confident that uh, Ben will put together some cool stuff on um, from the comic side, celebrating it. Uh, I imagine we'll figure out some cool stuff tying into his appearance in uh, Civil War. Civil War. And, yeah. Marvel's uh, Captain America Civil War. Yep, the, the same. Um, and I'm sure the publishing side will do some cool stuff. Uh, I hear I hear they're launching a new series. That this is also true. We have a very big series coming up that... Uh, I, I, I think this is the uh, uh, first series that Marvel has put out that is written by the recipient of a... Uh, MacArthur Genius Grant? <laughs> yeah. Or whatever that is? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't think we've had that before here at Marvel. No. Um, no, it, it, it's super-duper exciting. I think that in and of itself is going to turn it into an even bigger thing. Um, and, uh, yeah, it should be a big year for Black Panther. Um, I actually got, uh, between the world and me, uh, Tanahisi Coates' uh, one of his novels. It's the national, uh, it's an essay. Yeah. It's a long essay. It's like 175 pages or so. Um, uh, yeah, my wife correcting me before I could correct myself. Uh, but yeah, I got that as a gift from one of my friends for uh, the holidays. So I'm looking forward to I, that. I, I stole a copy from a friend of mine at work here. Cool. Stealing. She had it on her, she had it on her desk, so I just took it. Nice. Uh, very exciting stuff. So we look forward to lots of Black Panther in 2016. Uh, Tech Lord says, uh-oh, I heard another missed bleep in This Week in Marvel. A poor intern is going to get a holiday beating. Joke's on us because the intern is gone. Tucker has left us. So uh, the beating has to go to Blake, I suppose. Yeah, can I do it? Sure. Why don't you do that? Uh, all right, Strami, you take Tim Keese. All right, Tim Keese says, just read Extraordinary... Ex- ex- extraordinary... Extraordinary X-Men number three. I don't know why that was so hard. <laughs> Jump in the deep end and swim to the top. Love last page. Next up is Guardians 1 through 3, and he follows up with Guardians 1 through 3 are great. The art by uh, Valerio Schiti is... Schiti. Schiti. Uh, the art is amazing, and the rampant destruction makes me want to clobber something. Right on. I have not. I have actually read the first issue of Guardians, but I have not kept up with it past that yet, but I love seeing the thing. 
doing his space piloting. Ah, so good. Uh, So some of you chimed in with your 2015 Marvel Moments section. Uh, So we'll get into some of those. Cole Sowarta says, Marvel Moments 2015, the movie first seen in Avengers Age of Ultron. I was like a kid on Christmas. And uh, for TV, the Daredevil hallway fight. It was brutal. Uh, For comics, it was... Cole says it was Hickman's Avengers and Wade's Daredevil. Epic endings to epic runs. God, that 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 last issue of Wade's Daredevil is so good. Yeah, really, really terrific. Uh, HW View says his 2015 Marvel moment in movies was Hulkbuster versus Hulk from Avengers: uh, Age of Ultron. His moment in comics was Spider Verse, the mixing of all the spiders, and it was done well by Dan Slott. Uh, and his moment in TV was, oh my God, seeing Clark Gregg, his hand being chopped off in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Strami, did you just leave the document? No, I'm still here. Okay, you disappeared from the uh, the, little icon. Yeah, Uh, the, the, the internet sometimes doesn't like these Google Docs in our office. Okay. Penelope Cat says, My This Week in Marvel memory, finding so many new Marvel comics that my wife and I can enjoy together. Hellcat, Squirrel Girl, Silver Surfer. My wife and I also enjoy Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, Groot, Rocket Raccoon, and I can't even remember what else. And another favorite 2015 memory for Penelope Cat was seeing Star-Lord sing the same song to Kitty that I sang to my wife on our wedding night. Aww. Aww. That's sweet. I like that. Strami, you take the next couple. All right. Scott McElroy says, year-end talk, so many great moments in 2015 on This Week in Marvel, but probably my favorite are all appearances of Italian Tucker. Was this, like, a thing? I mean, were we trying to, like, alienate, like, our Italian listeners or something, like, actively? Because it sounds like Italian Tucker was pretty terrible. But, I mean, Scott clearly says he loved Italian Tucker. Uh well, right, but it sounds like Tucker's Italian accent was terrible. Oh, it was terrible, but it was definitely better than yours. So Hey, uh, I uh, take offense at that. Uh, oh, gosh. Um, Italian Tucker right. was very funny, and he created a whole persona for him. It was good. Oh, I think Tucker oh, did really well improvising that. All right, Simon Williams says, favorite Marvel movie news of 2015, the announcement of Black Panther and Captain Marvel movies. God, was that this year? No, that was October 14, I think, right? Oh, well, close enough. Uh, favorite Marvel comic news of 2015, all the comics starring uh, women and minorities. And favorite Marvel TV news of 2015, Jessica Jones. Can't uh-huh. disagree with Simon. And he also used a hashtag representation matters in one of his tweets, and I totally agree. Uh, it's good. We want more of all of that. Yes. Then Travis uh, Chappell says, or maybe Chappelle says, uh, Michael Pena and Marvel's Ant-Man is one of my favorite Marvel moments of 2015. He was indeed pretty great in that. Yeah. Um, So I'm going to jump over. We've got two emails to get to. Uh, Again, that email address is twimpodcast at marvel.com. The first is from Raph A.B., 
who uh, uh, says, Marvel in 2015 was marked by the number two. Two TV shows that totally kicked ass, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agent Carter. Two brilliant Netflix series, Daredevil and Jessica Jones. Two movies, Avengers Age of Ultron and Ant-Man. Two big comic events, Star Wars back at Marvel and Secret Wars. Marvel will have a lot of work to, uh, for 2016 to top that, but I am confident it will be possible. Happy New Year and uh, happy 2016 from RAF. So, and now I can see Raf's full name, which I will not give away here, but I see full name and email address. Uh, Raf you're my long-lost brother. <laughs> oh, boy, I'm so sorry. Uh, and so our last message of the year is, uh, is one that was just really nice. It's very long, but I'm going to read it anyway because why not? It's from Callie Hawk. Uh, one of the things I, I find very interesting is we get a lot of frequent commenters on the tweets and stuff like that, which I absolutely love, but there are so many who are passive listeners who just enjoy the show and we never hear from, and that's totally... And then there are the passive-aggressive listeners, am I right? Strami. So I I love the fact that we have fans who don't, who just, they don't want to comment. They don't want it, and that's totally cool. Like, I met someone coming out of Star Wars, um, the second time I saw it, I was walking with Charles Soule and this woman comes out and she says hello and she says she loves the podcast and stuff like that. It was really cool. Uh, but so this is from Callie who I don't remember ever getting a tweet from, but she says, Hey guys, I can honestly say that my favorite Marvel moment of this year would have to be unintentionally stumbling across her podcast. I've always loved superheroes. I grew up watching some of the animated series, which grew into my love for the Marvel movies. I fell in love with the characters instantly and adore how easily relatable a lot of the Marvel characters are. She says, an old boyfriend of mine was the one who introduced me to the comics. After our fallout, I kind of got out of the comic loop altogether. Then one day, I was bored at work and was trying to find something interesting to listen to. Let me just say you guys have not disappointed. Not that day or any of the days following thus far. If there's a new, if there's not a new podcast for me to listen to, I scroll through the old ones and listen to those. Your podcast has reconnected me with not only the comics I once loved, but you've also introduced me to things that I would otherwise know nothing about, whether it be a new-to-me character or the Marvel Unlimited app. She says, some binge-watch Netflix for six-plus hours at a time. I now binge-read digital comics. She says, I even made the 10-hour trip to the Atlantic City Boardwalk Con that I heard about on your podcast. I'm always satisfied with your special guests, and there's never a dull moment, even with just the every week show of Ryan, Ben, Strami, and Patrick. You guys are a riot and a half to listen to, and you keep my workday entertaining. I just want to say thank you for everything you do, and keep up the good work. Happy New Year, Callie. And she says, okay to print, but don't expect you to, because it's kind of long and babbly. But uh, we put it, I, I wanted to share that anyway, because it made me smile and it was really nice and um i thank you callie it's really really cool and you even got name checked in that one strami isn't that sweet yay some people listen to the strami and the wolfman show <laughs> i think they all do except for me and ben yeah uh, and, but to be fair strami and the wolfman don't listen to the ryan and ben show either so no of course not it and that's mostly because this is what we do for work it's you know I listen to podcasts for fun. I can't. I can't listen to comic book based or movie based podcasts. It's just the only movie based podcast I listen to is "How Did This Get Made." I, I like. I like to listen to podcasts about how I make pants. Cool. That says 
nothing about you, I guess. I don't know what that means. Um, but that's a wrap on This Week in Marvel in 2015. Uh, normally, next week, we would do our Twim URC, which is for... Uh, I made the pick, and I forgot it. Um, but I'm going to say... Uh, in lieu of that, let's get some what you what you guys are most looking forward to in 2016. So uh, use hashtag this week in Marvel. Let us know what's exciting for you coming from Marvel in 2016. We'll get to some of that next week, and uh, should be real good. Very excited for the new year. Strami, um, you have any good plans for the new year? I don't know yet. We shall see. Okay. Well, we shall see. I, but I did. I did want to apologize to all our regular listeners. Um, I know this episode probably had a lot less uh, wrestling talk than <laughs> than normal episodes do. So you know, apologies. I know nothing about wrestling and thus could not participate. So sorry. Next week we'll be back to normal. You will have your wrestling talk. There was one guy who was really pissed that we talked about wrestling for like two minutes out of a long episode uh, to the point where like he was like refusing to listen to the show anymore. So um, maybe you appeal to him, but uh, <laughs> you know, that says more about you than, than anything else. Um, all right, Strami, thank you so much. Have a wonderful new year. Do you want to give us your little, uh, your outro? Oh, my outro. Well, it, my, I'll do an adapted outro because normally I end it with, I apologize for the Wolfman, but there is no Wolfman here. So, uh, yes, uh, I want to thank you all for listening. I want to wish you a splendiferous weekend, a splendiferous er week. We'll talk with you uh, again in seven more days. And as always, remember, drink your Ovaltine. This is Marvel, your universe.